0: hello and welcome to another episode of the point forward podcast we are recording on a wednesday night so a lot of game uh game number two of all these uh the first round of the nba playoffs are wrapping up tonight Cavs just beat the pacers to even up things at 1-1 okc and utah are in a battle and houston and minnesota are really early on in their game but uh Want to do a pod and break how break down how the first couple games of each of these series have have gone and some things that have stood out and as always to break all this down PJ here to join me what's going on man brown chicken <laughs> so full disclosure we've uh, this is our second stab so fingers crossed that that we don't get any more technical difficulties going forward and we don't have in the problems, first pod but...
1: I said lots of negatives about Giannis. That's it. That was you can't mm-hmm. hear them anymore. They're lost forever.
0: Yeah, we we fi- I was finally able to convince PJ to give a true his true feelings towards Giannis and eliminate any bias. Yeah. And unfortunately that that's all gone. That's going to be the lost tapes of the Point Forward yeah. podcast.
1: I and- said nothing but positives about the Raptors and all nothing but negatives about the about Giannis. It was Sorry, folks. Sorry, you don't get to hear any of that.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to dig that up and maybe release it as a mini pod sometime. But I just don't think I'm don't think it came out very nicely. So probably not going to happen. But probably won't
1: Make out what I said.
0: We've got a lot to talk about, Peach, and I mean you you've already. You've already went went in on the Bucks and vented a little bit, so maybe talking about them again right now, you uh it won't the the wounds won't be quite as fresh here, but Oh, they're open. <laughs> they're still pretty fresh. What's well, uh so not a great start to this series down 0-2 against nope. the Celtics. Played really tough uh, in game one and had a chance to win an O T after Chris Middleton hit a ridiculous almost you know, between the three point and half court Shot to force OT, but they weren't able to get a lead and and keep a lead in OT. So they were down 0 one, and then last night they ended up getting kind of run out in the building, especially in the second half. So, yeah. What Not do you What do you think needs to happen for them to kind of bounce back? And I, I I know, like the really the big thing that stood out to me was you just you can't have Terry Rozier. He can't Who? be out. <laughs> he can't be outplaying Eric Bledsoe. If he's going to be outplaying Eric Bledsoe, the Bucs just don't have much of a chance.
1: I'm sorry, who are you? I'm not sure I'm myself or Eric Bledsoe are familiar with this Terry Rozier you're talking about. Perhaps I'll need to look into him, as should maybe Eric Bledsoe since.
0: I would recommend it, yeah.
1: Oh, is that the guy that crossed uh, Eric Bledsoe the fuck up in game one? That is, that's the guy. Oh shit! Yeah, I, I think I would want to know who that is. Yeah, that was a really a, a dumbass fucking comment by Eric Bledsoe post game yesterday, which I'm clearly not very. <laughs> some clown ass answers I wasn't really a fan of. But hey. Um. But yeah, the uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, probably need to realize they have the best player on the court. That said, best player on the court needs to, I think, do some things as well to show that he's the best player on the court, um, and not only be able to try to create some offense for himself, but I think we're going to need him to do a little more to get some other people some shots, because um, things have, have not looked... They, I, I think they really kind of regressed last, last night, um, and I was kind of going in that game like I'm sure a lot of people and hoping they were going to build off some things they did towards the end of, the, of game one and throughout stretches. Uh, but it, it didn't work out that way, Ultra.
0: No, no, it didn't. And, you know, Giannis and Chris Middleton both played really well in games one and two. Hmm. and I,
1: Yeah, but it's just like a lot of that was just like them doing, creating their getting looks for themselves and they weren't easy like they're working (laughs) they're just they understand everything looks so hard and I don't like it looking so difficult to score
0: I mean it's not looking that difficult for Giannis Middleton's happened to work a little bit and the Celtics have a lot of good defenders to throw at him but all in all I think that through two games Middleton's shooting over 50 percent He's probably averaging close I mean he had over 30 in game 1 and I think he had close to that last night as well uh even though he had a couple buckets later in the fourth when the game was somewhat over but I mean either way uh this I think this is going to end up coming down to Eric Bledsoe like to make this competitive you can't be shooting you know in games 1 and games 2 he's 4 of 12 and 5 of 13 shooting He's averaging just over ten points a game, and he's not really. He's just not getting other people involved either. I mean, I don't under like they don't really. They don't run the pick and roll with him and Giannis enough, in my opinion. Um, I think especially when you have uh, when you have Jabari on on the floor, uh, and you you got a little more spacing, and you. Everyone else can really shoot, like, and if you're gonna give McCur any minutes, then maybe do it in those situations when, you know, he's as a just a spot up three point shooter is, is all right, uh, but it's just uh, they are having a really tough time getting any good looks for Eric Bledsoe, and outside of Giannis Milton, there's just no offense for them. Yeah, hey, de- I mean, defense hasn't defense hasn't been much better. I mean. They they have struggled stopping Al Horford. Rozier has kind of had his way. He's had he's had twenty three points in both games.
1: Yeah, I mean I need the I mean the Bucks interior defense and, and there's like their ability to rebound has been a struggle all year. And continues to be in the Celtics have taken quite a bit of advantage of that through these first two games. Um yeah, I don't know if I'm necessarily looking to Eric Bledsoe to be the savior on offense since he's, know, really come and gone. Um, but I just I need uh, some sort of change. I mean, talked last week about the Giannis at the five lineup, and they did it for little stretches here or there. But I really think the key for this team is they've got to find ways to really change the tempo, I, I I mean, the Bucks have, for this season at least, I mean, really, their strengths and what they do best is, is really to operate within transition, and pretty much I would recommend, yeah, they avoid the any half-court offense as much as possible because it makes my eyes hurt and my brain gets mad and stuff, and I don't really enjoy it all that much <laughs> because... They make, like I said, offense looks really difficult. And right now their best way to take advantage of, you know, Giannis, and, and what Giannis does really well is, yeah, do crazy shit in the open court. So you've got to give him some of those looks. But when you are in those half-court sets, yeah, I, I would like them to be able to try to use the Giannis at the 5 lineup to, to force Brad Stevens' hand and make him make a tough decision or two. Um... I just don't know how long of stretches you can go, and I think Giannis can definitely hang with Al Horford on the defensive side and provide some rim protection, but I'm just not sure if they they want that to be a, a thing for long stretches in this series. Um, I mean, and that's the glaring weakness right now for that team is, is that interior spot. Because, I mean, and Al Horford's been incredible, but... As much as I like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, there's no damn reason those two dudes should be outplaying Giannis um, and Chris Middleton for that fact. I mean, the Bucks have the best player on the court, and typically in NBA playoffs situations, when you have the best player on the court, you're um, considered the favorites in a series. At least that's how I look at it. Um, but the Bucks have have been looking like a seventh seed and, and there's no reason they should be really looked at or you know, that's not a pass for them this year in in my opinion. I, I don't think they get off that easy. I don't care they have an interim coach, like at some point you gotta say you know, we're gonna win a damn game. We're gonna win a damn like whatever yeah. that and that's I think a lot of that goes on Giannis, you know, if that's yeah, it's fair or not. Like I think he's if he's wants to be I mean, I think he's a top five player in the league. Um but I think, most but I think agree he with needs you. To, Right. Um but this is those moments where top five players in the league they
0: Rise to the occasion. fuck some shit up. Yeah, they yeah, rise to the I yeah, agree. You
1: know, you look at LeBron tonight. LeBron I mean you knew LeBron wasn't gonna lose this game tonight. Like I need game three, first quarter First half of the case, I need to know Giannis is not losing this game just by how he's carrying, how he's bringing his teammates along, too. And I think he's able to score on his own, but I do think... And he's gotten beat on defense, too. Like, he needs to be more of a presence on that side of it. They're all guessing a lot. He, in particular, like on Jalen Brown and on Jason Tatum, is, like, going to close out and is just guessing which way they're going and is trying to... You know, I can't fault him a ton, but it's like you can just tell he's banking on just like his athletic ability to correct even when he makes mistakes. Um, but whole team is just, has just been sloppy on both ends. And it's, yeah, man, it's just like it's five guys individually going and like defending one end of the basket and then shooting at another end. But like they don't look cohesive or like in sync with one another. And this core, I mean... You make the argument like Jabari and, and Brogdon are, were coming back and they weren't, you know, able to all play. This this full core has not been able to play at all, and they're kind of figuring out right now. But even that I'm not really ready to buy. You know, it's like, shoot, then whoever the weak men are out, like whoever the odd men are, like they're out. And someone else fill in because you – I I think them going down three zero 0 in this and like – you know, that, that in of itself is a huge problem for this team. Like that this his team has too much talent in my opinion that they should be losing down to, a 3-0 team, to losing to a, te- to a
0: team whose best player is Al Horford. Yeah. I would agree. That is uh Yeah. That's not a good sign for this team, but like I mean there are just a lot of there's a lot to take into account with them. They have a coach that I think probably knows that he's out the door and doesn't have oh. a championship roster, so like I mean, that's just a, a very uncomfortable position to be in. You have Jabari Parker who then but is if, if you also if, thinking the same thing. Oh,
1: I don't know if Jabari I mean here's my thing. Like if you you're going into this playoff like this might be the one playoff series good old Joe, Joe gets to coach his whole coaching group be a head coach like take a little like be take a little risk like show your cojones a little bit more Then, like fuck you know what i mean like you have nothing to lose then in that situation like he's he's playing it like he thinks it you know if he does this the right a certain way like he'll keep the job for next year but this man i mean you know, like, I would go into saying, like, I'm an interim coach, like, I mean, how many interim coaches get retained, and, uh, you know, so on and so forth, it's like, fuck, it, I'm going to, this is my chance to show, maybe not the Bucks, but maybe another team, you know, down the road, like, I could, you, you know, call back to this playoff yeah, you're series. right, because,
0: or he, they win, get, they pull an upset in the first series, and who knows, like, maybe they make a run of the Eastern Conference Finals, and if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals, they were competitive there. I don't know. I mean, it's, that gives, at least makes it a discussion. Like, Hey, is this, Oh guy worth yeah. Keeping? Um, and Hey, with a guy like Giannis, that should be art. Like you should be expectation. They should be pushing for that. And, uh, but the fact of the matter is that it just doesn't really seem like, unless there's a change in the, in the next game or two, that that's likely to happen. They're just, they're just out, out of sorts, man. And I hope they turn it around and make things competitive. And I hope, that we're doing another pod a week from now, and we're talking about you know them going into game five or six or whatever is uh, in the middle of next week. But we have a lot of other series to talk about, so let's keep it moving. Um, All series sta- lives matter. Staying in the Eastern Conference, this should be a quick hitter, I think. So Toronto and Washington, we both thought would be more competitive. And game one was pretty competitive. The Wizards hung around for a while before the Raptors stretched their lead to double digits in the fourth quarter. But um, game two, a completely different story. The Raptors were absolutely on fire in the first quarter. DeRozan was unbelievable, finished with 37 yeah. points. And it just doesn't really seem like Washington and John Wall have really gotten things together. Um, they're just so out of whack. And the Toronto's ball movement and all the different guys they can throw out there, the. Washington just doesn't really seem to stand a chance now and I feel really dumb to say that they you know thought that they were going to be pushing this to 6 or 7 games right now. If it goes more than 5 I'd be surprised. Yeah, but I mean
1: I mean I know I was making the point. I mean, and I think the still I mean yeah, DeMar was great. It was f- it was fantastic last night. Uh do I mean, but yeah, it's just you're seeing the fact that Toronto has a very good bench. And that is in these points, like, I mean, even in game one, like, the Raptors or the the Wizards would make a run, but it just is, like, because you can only rely on, like, six guys and, like, a six-man rotation for the Wizards of guys that can be productive, like, by the time you're – you can't do that for a seven-game series. And it's, like, we're only through two, and it's just, like, yeah, they don't – there's no one – on that bench that I would trust on the wizard side and the unit for the the Raptors is a, a fine tune, you know. It's it reminds me a lot of the like Bulls in the 20 to the 2010-2011 where it's just like for that unit just plays so well together. and You just bring mm-hmm. all of them in and you just let that that thing rock and roll and then give your you you save your starters legs and they're able to you know, be be excellent like like damar was i mean he was he was um as far as like him and seeing like him scoring wise like last night was very impressed i was very impressed by that I, mm-hmm. I as much as i like to throw all the raptors hate as i can and will surely try to later down the playoffs like that's when you're the best fucking player on the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and that's how you play. Like, good yep. for him.
0: Yeah, and C.J. C. Miles was big off the bench last night, too. They they just looked really good all around. Um, the one thing that – the one argument you can make towards Washington is that they are a much, much better team at home. They were – you know, night and day. Last year in the series against the Celtics, they won every game that they were at home. They lost every game that they were on the road, and uh, yeah. So that's one thing that they have going for them. But we'll, we'll see if they can kind of flip the switch when they go back to Washington. Um, another game in the East. Um, um, what game do we want to cover next, PJ, or do you want to flip over the West?
1: No, let's just finish up with the East. Let's um. I mean, I don't really. Let's talk about I Cleveland. Realize, let's, let's talk about the games. No, tonight. I was gonna say save Cavs for last. Okay. Um. Do you want me to?
0: <laughs> yeah, jump on in, man.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. So I mean, when you're we're looking at. Um. Oh Jesus. Uh, who's
0: in the series? Why can we not remember the, this? I, yeah, I can't remember. Either. I knew I mean. you were forgetting.
1: I was forgetting because you were forgetting. It's uh no, it's this um, is good, folks. Oh this Jesus is Christ! This is this is why we're the the number one NBA podcast ever, dude. It's the uh, what the the nuts the um the most forgettable series of all time because it doesn't really matter because it's um goddamn <laughs> dude. Oh, Heat Philly. Jesus fucking Christ. Thank you. How are we now? Sorry. (laughs) This is good. God damn it. No, no,
0: no, no. This is... uh, (laughs) Hey, we're not professionals, guys. We don't take notes. We just go on the fly. Yeah, we got to
1: talk about... Yo. Well, that series. Yeah, that one was... I don't know if we deserve to talk about it. I mean, i watched both games, guys. I swear. I swear. (laughs) Um, I watched Dwayne Wade literally... Like, I, I was trying to... Th- I was talking about this the other day. I mean, when the Dwayne Wade... But if there was a player, like, just, like, their signature shot that if your life was on the line, like, who would you count on? Like, Dwayne Wade, I think, is in the top three of those dudes with his turnaround fate. Like, that shit is... He will make that for the rest of his days. Um. So, yeah, Dwayne Wade turned back the clock. He had himself a... Uh, Quite the game, game two. Um, and that... And uh, Miami really just kind of beat up Philadelphia. And, and took them out of their element. I'm uh going to be pretty surprised if our, our our good friend Joel is not...
0: He's doubtful not playing. for game three.
1: Yeah, he had his Instagram post after, like, I'm sick of being babied and, and all yeah. that. Um. Yeah, I think he wants in on the series. I want him in on the series. Uh, they like the physical really, nature. Uh, the physical I nature know. that Miami set in the in game two is like where I'm. That's kind of the signal to me where I'm like, you might want to try bring Joel in. I mean, if he wants to play, if he thinks he can, I mean, if that mask is going to work, I mean, he's looks fine and comfortable <laughs> enough to do. James Harden step back impressions in warm ups. Uh, so I don't know, man.
0: I. Yeah, the weird thing about this injury is that it seems to be, like, day to day, and uh, a, f- a facial fracture doesn't seem like one of those things that's like, facial okay. Fracture. Let's see if your face is stable. I mean, obviously, it's still healing, but if you have this mask that's supposed to be. You know, protective against anything if you were to actually get hit or something. Is something really going to be, like, is he going to be that different tomorrow versus what he was like a few days ago? It doesn't really make sense to me, but, uh, nonetheless, like there, I think that they, it's going to be, they're going to have a tough time, uh, taking care of business in Miami. Uh, this Uh-oh. Miami team I, is, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to, lose both games, but I think they could, I think that if they have Joel Embiid, I think they win the next three games. Right. I. Um... So, if you don't have him, even though Whiteside just isn't really playing for the Heat right now, everyone else for the Heat, especially uh, the other night, is playing super well. They match up really well against Sixers. Both of them play a similar style in that they've just got a bunch of wings that can defend you um, at a high level. Like, Olenek and, you know, Olenek's battling with Saric and Covington. And I think a big reason they ended up losing – like, Covington just couldn't make a shot the other night. Um, Well, Covington had himself uh, quite the the Rolodex of bad plays uh,
1: just throughout. I mean, fourth quarter he was – I would have almost pulled his ass because it was was really – it was something he like almost like he was throwing the game at point like it was it was really wild like, that's maybe the worst game I've ever seen him play.
0: Uh, uh, it was bad. He can he it was not good.
1: But I mean, James Johnson is maybe like almost fucking perfect to go He's against the Ben best. Simmons.
0: Yeah, he matches up perfectly against Ben Simmons. He's built super similarly and just can give him a ton of problems. Like, he doesn't need to give Ben Simmons as much space as a lot of other guys. Yeah. And that's kind of where Ben Simmons thrives. And he's big enough that he's going to shut down some of those passing lanes and things, make right. things tougher.
1: And, I mean, I will also say, like, Joel and Embiid or not, the fact that the uh, 76ers were only able to shoot, they shot under 20% from three. I don't know if that's going to keep up. I mean uh i don't know of uh i i don't have their like team since yeah we completely fucking forgot that they were playing the playoffs for a good minute of of podcast but um we did not trust the process mainly i think i i forgot about them and this is going to be my uh his one mention on this podcast that happens once a year is uh just forgetting that Ersan Ilyasova is on a playoff fucking team is, is really Yeah, you
0: and I get. haven't really been able to go in on him, but he's actually been a really nice pickup for that. Yeah, mm-hmm. double-double Allegedly. in the first game of the series. Yeah. He's been good.
1: Hmm.
0: Bellinelli has been solid for them, too. Bellinelli
1: has been solid, yeah. i will yeah. get some Marco love for me, but no no such love will be had on Ersan. I can't believe he's a basketball player Sova. But yeah,
0: I I think that this series is going to be a battle. I still think it's going to be Sixers and Six most likely, but
1: yeah, yeah. If they don't, if they don't, just, if they yeah, don't end up getting get Joel,
0: Joel back, back, this could go seven. I could definitely see it going seven. He's he's gonna bring like he just brings so like physically, but like
1: yeah, man. I just think his like that just edge he kind of gives them by being on the court, um. And the fact he's just really fucking good, like yeah, yeah, that more. You than just, I, I think it's, I understand the cautiousness, but at the same time, like, I mean, I remember, this and this is a baseball reference for you folks, but like, when you look at uh, like Strasburg with the Nationals it was, now like five years ago, they they shut him down before the playoffs. It's like they were just being cautious with them but It's like. You don't know when you're going to be back in a situation. Just, like, I, I don't think that East is necessarily guaranteed to go to the Cavs. So, I, I understand Kyle, but, like, there's also a reason you put him on this team. Like, and, you know, right. there's there's a reason for all this. And, and the reason you got here is a large part because of him. So, I mean, I'm not one of the Philadelphia 76ers doctors or, any, you know, know anything about the Bone structure in your face, um, but I do I do think if it's something where that mask is is can if that mask can support and prevent like f- further like significant injury, and he's comfortable enough playing in it, then he should be on the court at this point. And I think he wants to be, um, but we'll see. I I mean. Yeah, if, if Game 3, if he's not playing and they lose, like, his ass will be out there for sure Game 4. But I would be surprised, really, if they don't, if he isn't trying to make a real push to play um,
0: tomorrow night for them. We'll see. I, I certainly hope he does play. But All right, last uh, last series in the East, one that we can actually remember. The uh, Cavs played the Pacers and even things up one once night. LeBron was a monster, and as a lot of people expected, was super aggressive from the from the start and finished with forty six points in forty minutes, twelve rebounds, five assists on seventeen to twenty four shooting. So you know, not bad. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they actually just barely. I mean, after kind of blowing a huge lead, they held on to win by I think five or six points. But. Um, you know, kind of what we expected for them to even things out, but uh, do you still have some concern with what's going to happen with them over the course of this series? Because I think if Oladipa doesn't get in foul trouble, this, this, def- this game definitely could have been closer.
1: I mean, yeah, I would have liked to have seen LeBron 46 uh, point performance not be as close as it was, but, yeah, I mean, some of these – some of these dudes on the Cavs are just so, look so fucking lost, and they're just like worthless at points. Um, I don't really, I just, I don't know what you do outside. I mean, you have the best freaking player in the NBA, so you're 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 off to a pretty good start right there. Um, but yeah, I just don't know who's gonna run with like go with LeBron in this and. I don't think he can score forty six points the whole playoffs to get you to the um get you into the finals, but hey, fuck it. Maybe he can, like, I don't know. Uh but yeah, Indiana is I mean, Lance is, is doing his Lance shit. Uh Victor Oli Bill has been good. Yeah, he was may had some I mean, I thought his second picking up that second problem, I mean, he just was kinda, I think. That was kind of a mental lapse on his part to, to put himself in that position, uh, and definitely, yeah, like you said, it, he doesn't get in that. I think it's it's the dynamics of the game does does change a bit, and you don't. I don't think you see LeBron have quite that first half that he had tonight, but yeah, I I I'm still very confident, and I'm I'm not gonna bet against LeBron, but. I would have liked to have seen with this, like, more. But, you know, maybe next game is going to be the classic LeBron of the... He's going to have, like, 25, and then will have, like, 15 assists and 10 rebounds, and just, like, guys, everyone's hitting their shots, and we're all Well, that's the other thing, too, relieved. is
0: that in Game 1, despite LeBron, you know, he, he certainly wasn't putting up, like, a 17-assist performance like he did against the Raptors a few weeks ago, but he had a triple-double. And they still lost by almost 20 points. And it just, other than cutting things close at the beginning, or at the end of the third and beginning of the fourth, just really weren't in the game for, you know, didn't really have much of a fighter's chance for a majority of that game. So, uh, you know, someone's got to step up. Kevin Love has been atrocious on the offensive end in the first two games of this series. It's 5 of 18 tonight. Uh, and has been rebounding the ball great but just really has not been able to hit any shots and you know Corver didn't really play much in game 1 he had a couple big threes and as you know Indiana was eating into their lead tonight they need guys to be yeah, a couple nice kind of hustle
1: plays too just real standard yeah.
0: white guy plays yeah it's just but if you're going to get nothing from Jeff Green which is what they've gotten and you're going <laughs> to get uh you're going to get you know Kevin Love shooting 30% from the field there aren't a lot of guys that can make their own shot, and Clarkson has not been as aggressive as I would like to see. George Hill had a better game tonight, but did nothing in game one. So just need some cons- consistency out of these guys, and you know the, You know, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest bit if you see round one being more of a struggle than round two for the Cavs. They might just need some time to. They're still kind of like they haven't been playing with each other that long. They it might just take some time.
1: Unfortunately, they don't have much of that. Yeah, it's gonna
0: be the Indiana's no pushover. Like they, they need to get it together and get it together quick. But all right, let's move over to the Western Conference, and we we might as well just dive in on the one eight matchup to start. Uh, So the a really weird game where the Wolves had a chance to at least go to OT and weren't able to do so, and despite. Uh, the Rockets, by their standards, having a pretty off night. The Wolves just couldn't pull it out, and now they're down one nothing. And certainly things aren't going their way so far tonight. They're down. They're going to be down double digits going into the second half. It looks like, but um, you know, didn't have really high hopes going into this into this series, and we're seeing a lot of what you'd expect, and that's the Rockets kind of taking care of business. But
1: yeah, I mean. They really, if they were going to get a game, it was in mean, game one was, was the game you'd hope for, for yeah, them yeah. to have any chance in the series, like, for as bad as Houston shot outside James Harden, and, um, you just look at, yeah, that overall, I mean, the, the T-Wolves really didn't take advantage of, of that opportunity, and there were some real sloppy stretches by both sides, uh, game one, and. The uh but yeah, the old Houston Rockets uh Walla machine seems to be churning out some buckets tonight. or er, so it's not a very good sign for your T pups. But No and Yeah, plus you got the Derrick Rose game on on game one too. So like you pulled out a couple couple of uh tricks out of the, the old bag that I didn't think were gonna show up in this series, but yeah, I think You know, if they could have won Game One, I don't think it really would have changed a ton, but could have at least made it a little interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, that would have at least gotten uh, definitely some much-needed momentum for them. But the big narrative coming out of Game One is what what they're going to do with Cat and what is going on with really how they're distributing their shots. And you know, Cat in in Tibbs' defense, Cat was getting his lunch taken from him by Clint Capella for most of the game. And I, but, you know, it's such a weird game because James Harden essentially got to do whatever he wanted from the tip. And he ended up having an incredible game shot. I mean, ended up having 40 plus points. Most of his threes being on step backs when being guarded by Wiggins or Butler and it uh, turns out he's pretty good, and it's probably going to win the MVP. Um, yeah, Jim Harden. He can score the basketball. You heard you know, it here Cr- first, folks. Chris Paul was terrible. The Rockets shot, had one of their worst three-point uh, shooting outings as a team the entire season. And that's really the the only chance the Timberwolves had. Jimmy was not very aggressive. Towns was not. Uh, you know, I... And you're seeing more of the normal seats tonight as Chris Paul is doing his thing. James Harden's chipping in. The team in general is shooting uh, at a much higher clip from three. So um, the Timberwolves are going to have to get lucky and, and just have some games where the Rockets shoot 25% from three to even have a chance. Um, and it's probably not going to happen. Probably going to be over in four. Yeah. I don't <laughs> yeah. Don't really have much else to add. Don't nope, I have any nope, hot I takes for you. this one. A much more competitive series is, or at least we're assuming, uh, the Jazz and Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder took care of business in, in game one behind 37 points for Paul George, who, you know, what was it, Playoff P? Playoff P's back? Yeah, Playoff P, which I think is legitimately a thing. He's it's kind of crazy. Did, I mean, he I think he had eight threes and this is the guy that last episode we were talking about how he was having issues with the shot and trying to figure stuff out. Well, he must have gotten a couple couple workouts in with the shooting coach because he looked pretty good on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I mean, he finished with uh, or 18 or and 10 tonight. Was. So not as great <laughs> tonight, only four threes and six of 21 from the field um and yeah if you're listening to this I'm well you'd have to be at least on Thursday but you'll have woken up to the jazz uh who will beat the uh tied up the series one oh two they won tonight 102 to 95 in OKC so uh that series is going back to Utah but uh yeah this is where this is what we were talking about though man when we talked about the series and my frustrate this Oklahoma City in general it's like yeah what they did in game one you're like yes like this is what this should always be about like this is what you want um, this is what people think of this team and like their potential but then they followed up with kind of a lackluster game tonight no one really uh, played quite as well as uh, they looked in game one you know it's just like it's this drop-off it's like they just can't string together a series of games where they're they can they can be consistent and have a a consistent you know game plan almost i don't know if game plan is the right word but it's just like it it always has to look so vastly different game to game with this team
0: right and i mean i think shooting is is the number one thing that you can point to between these couple games you know like Right. So tonight, tonight, between Paul George, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony, they shot a combined 19 of 58 from the field. Is that uh, good? So it's not great. Um, oh, shoot. It's, it's not great. They had seven turnovers between the three, which honestly isn't terrible considering how much uh, they – I mean, the ball is essentially in one of those guys' hands the entire game. But – you know they got out rebounded, rebounded pretty bad. Favors had twenty and sixteen tonight. Um, Gobert had thirteen and fifteen, and uh, you're just like, I mean, the the game wasn't out of hand despite them shooting so terribly, and they only ended up losing by seven. But you need one of those guys to be putting up 25-30 points against a, a team like Utah and stay hot. And like this is one of the this is statistically the best defending team in the NBA. Uh, they're going to make things tough for you but
1: uh yeah, you know, they showed that tonight a little bit more. Yep. I mean I think they kind of themselves would admit their
0: their game one performances wasn't to their standards either. Right. So, this is going to be a fun one. Like we this is going to go down 6-7 games uh almost assuredly. And uh should be interesting going to Utah like Rubio was dangerous enough tonight to at least make things interesting. He still didn't shoot great from the field, six of sixteen, but hit a couple threes. Nice. Kept them honest. Still, you know, a great facilitator and keeping the ball moving on offense. And uh, you know, he's he does a good job of defending Ross as as good of a job as someone can do. You know, and um,
1: and Donovan Mitchell's foot
0: looked all right tonight. <laughs> yeah, and he it's like. Donovan did not shoot a super efficient, you know, number from from the field during the season. Like he was putting up twenty three points a game, but he's still shooting, you know, forty forty three percent. And he was ten to twenty five tonight. But in the playoffs, like that's okay. Like if, if you can get if you keep, if he's being aggressive and he's, you know, keeping them close, um, I don't know. I uh, yeah. Whether you know, nothing but good things for him.
1: Whether he knows better or not, like yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Like he's, he's treating this. He should. Him and Jason he Tatum should. both. Him and Jason Tatum both look like they're playing like they're in their hundredth playoff game already. Yeah, Tatum <laughs> like, Tatum
0: was, despite having a kind of an off shooting night last night, has has looked great.
1: Yeah, but it's just like neither dunk, of those dudes. His
0: dunk on the this weekend in transition was spe- like. Yeah, I really, mean, but like really both, both those
1: them. dudes have like granted i like i think both of them have made some some bad plays at points and i just have been really impressed that they're just like fuck it like we don't really like it just doesn't it, it goes basically it just it happens they they and they move on so quickly like they're neither of these guys have gone down i mean and for donovan to get hurt in that first game and and just i mean he was trying to come back in a couple times and uh it was just nice yeah he didn't Neither of them have been discouraged, and they're just, um, yeah, just look like some good-ass professional basketball players already right. and, like, are
0: not afraid of these, this moment one bit. So two more series left to talk about. Uh, one going just like how we thought, and the other at least not going how I thought it was going to be going. Um, let's start with Spurs Warriors, which has uh, – the Warriors, not surprisingly, are off to a two, uh, two nothing start. Have had two really good games from KD and Clay. Uh, Clay in particular is averaging over thirty a game at the beginning of this series and just shooting lights out, especially in the second yeah. half of these games. Um, had himself quite the fourth quarter <laughs> last game yeah, in game yeah, two. Yeah. And um, uh, the other than Lamarcus Aldridge, still had a great game too. He had uh, you know, I think thirty and ten. Um, but the Spurs just don't have the firepower and haven't been able to keep up. And that's yeah, kinda of what they, we, that's what you and I thought when we talked last week.
1: Yeah, and they officially announced Kawhi, uh Kawhi would be out the rest of the playoffs. Um, there's the report he hasn't really in, he's gone a couple you know, weeks at a time without talking to anyone from the Spurs organization, but then the Spurs also said, you know, a report came out that they're, you know, not really looking to trade him, so, um, we shall see, but I guess, uh, you know, we also, the, uh, news of Pops, Pops' wife passing, uh, was, like, announced, uh, you know, a little bit before we started recording this, so, um, that's really gonna probably hang over this series, um, for the rest of it, and it's just, uh, pretty, pretty sad news, um, it's, uh, I guess based on the woe street, she had been, been, uh, sick for some time, but it's, uh, super sad, uh, feel for the, the Popovich clan. I think, uh, you'll see a lot of, a lot of guys being, I mean, Katie was like being interviewed, like Chris Haynes had a video up. Yeah, of I saw that. Him getting, vi- him, he was like, they were just doing like his interview and they dropped and he was like thrown back, um. So yeah, pretty shocking, shocking stuff. Um, so I they haven't said you know what if his plans are to, to coach in the next game. Uh, you know what what the response will be
0: there, but it's uh, yeah, dude, yeah. super sad. Yeah, I, I not a ton that you can really say about that situation. Uh, I pop other than talking some basketball, and he he. You know he gets he gets into some other non basketball topics too, but but keeps you know, his life definitely, pretty private. Yes, keeps his personal life incredibly private. I, one hundred percent honest, I did not even if you would ask me if he was married or not, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. But, uh, you know, a guy that everyone in the league looks up to, and it, it's just really all it would be terrible timing no matter what. But for this to come out during the playoffs is just in particular. You know, with everything else the Spurs have going on, absolutely terrible timing, and for, you know, Popovich, you know personally, it's just you know you, you hate to hear yeah. about stuff like that, and that's just super sad. So. Um,
1: yeah, and then I mean I saw some early stuff, and I just like, oh my, God. like people being like, oh Ka- Kawhi's got to come back now for Pop, like he's got to support. Like the other two, very different things. So yes. I don't think it's. I don't think anyone's real credible, but like for whatever reason if that was your thought, like that's stupid and one has nothing to do with the other. So let's let's not let's not do that today
0: or ever. Yeah, yeah. I oh two two very different things. But you know, hopefully going home the Spurs can steal one and make this somewhat interesting. You know, Clay Clay as as great as the guy is it's not always the most game to game. Like you're gonna get thirty from that guy. You know he's probably gonna be. You might get a game or two that he's just shooting. You know makes two of nine or or something like that. And if something like that happens, and you can keep KD as in check as you can, Draymond continues to be mediocre, for, at least from an offensive perspective. Um, maybe they can. Maybe they can string together a win or two in San Antonio. We'll see. But uh, yeah. The last, and I think going to be a very fun, fun series to watch going forward. Series we have to talk about is Trailblazers and uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, which my Pelicans after two games in Portland, the uh, the Pelicans are up two games to to none and a pretty convincing win. uh, Although it was close in the fourth quarter, but ended up, you know, ended up. pulling out the W in game two and got playoff Rondo doing stuff. You got Anthony Davis just creating so many problems for, for Portland. And it, it, I don't know. It's just like, Hey, Drew Holiday kind of looks like a, like kind of looks like a max player. These two games though. No? He's been really good. I mean, he, he had a game saving block in game one. Yeah. He had 33 last night. And, was just a monster in general and most importantly he's held Damian Lillard to two atrociously shooting nights. I mean him and CJ have been as bad as as I can remember them being in a two-game stretch between those two. Dame was 6 of 23 with 18 points this weekend and was uh, 7 of 18 the other night, so 13 for 41 over two games and CJ CJ was 7 of 18 and then 9 of 21. So, you know, a better night last night. But neither of these guys are are playing as well as you'd expect them to be playing, especially considering the two guys they're going up against. Well, Drew Holiday is probably going to be. Drew Holiday is probably going to make an all, you know, an NBA all defensive team this year, either first or second team. So, no knocks to him here, but. If you were gonna ask me going to the series, who, who the you know ranking guards between these two teams, who's the third best guard? Drew Holiday, no question, would have been the guy I'm I mentioning no. there, and he's probably not the Rajon player. Rondo. You think he's better than Drew
1: Holiday? Well, dude, Rondo's been pretty good this series. I well, he yeah. I mean, no, no. I'm just giving you shit. I...
0: <laughs> Rajon Rondo has been the second best guard in this series.
1: Um, Straight I mean, up, I mean, right, yeah. He,
0: first two games, six, eight, and seventeen. Second game, sixteen, I mean, ten, and nine. I mean, I mean Anthony Davis was uh
1: was every bit the force I was expecting out of him in game one. But dude, I mean, really, the Portland issue was just like, especially last night, you saw it. It was really evident, but they were just doing a bunch of one on one ISO crap, and just like it wasn't. They were really playing into what the the Pelicans were were wanting out of them, and it just was like, uh, you know, if you if you remove the jerseys and like told me, you know, what you, you gave me the records, you kind of gave me descriptions of both team styles of play, and then it's like, all right, like based on these two games, like tell me which team is which. Like you almost would reverse it as far as like moving the ball like the side to side action just how the uh the pelicans have, have played like like they're just they're cruising right now and the the blazers look lost and it's just like be, whether it's cj or Dane, like whoever has the ball like they're just they're pressing and they're just they're taking um shots not that the shots they can't make but it's just they're they're not coming naturally within like an offensive set really for them right now and it's some of them are early in the shot clock, they're just not really working the ball that much and it's it's kinda shocking to see to to be honest. Like I wasn't expecting necessarily that from Portland. I was um, you know, based on the last two months of the season with the Pelicans, like not entirely surprised what they're doing. It's just the kind of the response or just the the, the, the way these games have been played out and, and everything, it's just definitely is different uh, than than how i think anyone really imagined it to to look but the pelicans have been impressive as shit but now it's everyone you know got to make sure Rajon Rondo stays healthy um you know he's he's really great at getting those 20 leads you got to make sure he's able to play game 3 you know everyone said the bulls bulls could probably swept – would have beat the celtics last year in the playoff series and they're up 2-0 but then rondo couldn't play the remainder of it and that's why they lost in the next four so very critical to keep Rajon Rondo on the court.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Never thought I would. be And saying creepy that, Nikola
1: but... Mirotic and his baby face was making making that look like a pretty good trade for uh, for the old Pelicans. So good for good for him. I'm glad he's not in the Bulls and yeah. yeah. Glad he no. can do that for. a I'm glad he can get playoff wins for a team that isn't my team and. Yeah, they can enjoy that. So, but yeah, good for Nico. I won't. I won't. Yeah. I won't pretend like he hasn't played well, even though he creeps me, his beardless face creeps me out.
0: Nah, good luck. Bring the beard back. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> uh, the one thing that I really wish you would have talked about more last week is that uh, the the Nurkic matchup with Anthony Davis and how they were going to play him was, would, you know, we should have thought about that more and talked about that more because we touched near, on it a little bit. You know, uh, Nurkic was unbelievable to end the season for Portland and, and really was seemed to be playing his best basketball of the year and, they can't really play him against Anthony Davis. They, they there's You can't play him against Miritich because he just plays too far away from the basket. If you play him against AD, um, Anthony Davis, you can play him on the perimeter, which creates all kinds of problems. But even if you're posting up, like um, no, definitely a better matchup for Nurkic, but um, Anthony Davis is, what, a top three post-offensive player in the NBA. And it's just he's know a, a pretty you know, he's a, not a bad defensive center by any stretch but um you know most guys have a tough time guarding him and uh I don't know it's gonna be interesting to see what they're gonna do with with Nurkic these next two games and what kind of lineups they're gonna use because Aminu is is a better matchup on both ends of the floor uh, against Anthony Davis so I could definitely see him continue to get extended minutes like he did last night um and Nurkic not getting quite as many, but we'll see. If I'm the If am the Blazers, I'm trying to get Anthony Davis in trouble because I think with uh, in foul trouble. Because if I can get him with a couple of early fouls, try to build a lead, and I think that would be huge for them going forward.
1: Yeah, and he caught a couple last. I mean, I don't. I don't know if you're going to be able to do it with him though, because he's he's put. I mean, he's been smart. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if you're gonna. To see him, see him get that that situation. But I think I think a lot of just, in my opinion, just comes down to you gotta you gotta get CJ and Dame doing what they they do. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um. Well, we get we still got a lot of left of the first round, man. So I, I'm excited to see how things shake out here. Some of these, some of these series certainly seem to be set in stone, and we have a good idea and. Um, you know how, kind of what we predicted last week certainly seems to be the way things are sh- are going to shake out, but uh, you know. It'd be nice to see if like the Bucks can make a little bit of run against Celtics and make things interesting. If the, if the Blazers can maybe get a couple wins and push that to six or seven, um, we'll see. Should be a a fun next week or two. Yeah. Dude, uh, do you have any- so I
1: guess they, so I guess they asked LeBron. After I haven't looked at the video or his response, but they asked him like post game about Pop's wife uh, or told him about it. That's kind of weird. I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a weird decision. I don't know. What do you like? I
0: thought, I honestly, I honestly thought so. uh, I was gonna ask you about shout outs and my actually, so this was something that I want to talk about before anything happened or all any of this terrible news came out about pop. But uh, to answer your question, I do think it's kind of a weird timing of, of that kind of thing. If you're going to like, it seems like they're almost trying to get they're timing it up so that you're trying to get, you know, kind of in real time answer where they didn't, you know, kind of catch them off guard type of thing. And I'm just not a huge fan of that when you're doing it for the sake of trying to get like get some get some eyes get some comments on, on a video that you're you're helping create. When you're you're doing it, you know, kind of. It just seems like a very dirty way of going about it. Like, if you're trying, if you want to know LeBron's opinion, you shouldn't be doing it right after he got done playing a basketball game.
1: Right. I mean, the. Yeah, I guess I because it's like obviously I guess – Hey, LeBron!
0: Huge, huge win. By the way, you know, Coach Pop, one of the icons, a fellow. Point. Yeah, it's just. It, it I don't just think like
1: it's right like time. fair to LeBron, like the Katie thing, like the video lease, like it's it's, it's it's not a little fair bit to
0: pop, not fair to LeBron.
1: I agree. Right, and it's like just I mean, because it is like new. I mean, it is huge news, and it's like I mean, Pop's well, huge like icon in the NBA, but uh like the kd1 almost seemed like a little more conversational like hey like it's kind of like everyone was just hearing it so it just kind of gets shared um but like this is like a post game like in the post game setting that i i'm kind of a little more comfortable with because it's like you know the kd1 and the like, key was sitting down like everyone's like on their phones you know they just see the news and like oh someone says like oh crap you know Holy cow! Pa- Pop's Pop's wife just you know, his wife passed away. Like that seemed a little bit like less planned. Like where this is like, you're going in this game. You have the news. Like they may have not heard of it. Like you guys have the information. He doesn't or didn't even have an a chance to access it. It just yeah. You kind of feels like you're catching him to try to like get some moment. It's like I don't think that's fair to anyone to have like. It's so that kind of a news to be broke and like, all right, what's your instant, like, comments on that?
0: No, I agree. And like, I think even you, asking, I think even like ask, even asking Katie at practice while he's on camera just doesn't sit well. The
1: camera part feels a little dirtier, but like, I don't. Like interview wise it was like it was very conversational. But like, yeah, you also like then people tried to ask some questions after that, and that felt weird. I mean, I think. I think if, like, LeBron knows and you kind of say, hey, like, so, you know, like, this happened, we'd like to ask you if that's okay. I think you kind of, you have to really, like, he shouldn't be, like, blindly going into that. I don't think either of them do, but, like, this is, like, I mean, when you do a post-game interview, like, that's a plan, like, the producers are making those decisions and those questions to ask, too. Like, that feels a little dirtier than just, like, you know, Chris Haynes is one of the beat, is like the Warriors beat you for ESPN, like him just, them just going like, hey, you know, holy cow, you know, Pops, Pops' wife just passed away, like in that kind of a, where, you know, it's beat guys, it's a little more personal, it's not the national sideline people, you know, for some reason, I don't, and I don't have a good reason for it, it just like feels a little bit more like of a communal, like, oh, wow, like Whereas doing it on TNT, like, right post-game, that feels like you're kind of doing a little more... Cl- I mean, if it's the press conference after, you know, I'm not opposed to really having him get a chance to say something tonight, but I think he should have at least gotten in a... In, in a way, like, I could see him needing... Like, should have had the opportunity, and I think, you know... Not that he's... I, I doubt he said anything terrible. You know, it's not like he didn't answer it well. Um, it's a pretty right. natural reaction yeah, for I, everyone, but just like to put a guy in that situation, that's I don't think that's really super fair. But it's a kind of interesting conversation because it's. I mean, he was going to get asked at some point. I guess yeah. If you're teen, you know TNT, you want it to be on your broadcast, but mm, I don't know because they always do the cuts to the press conference after anyway. Like, uh yeah. That's uh yeah. No, I I know tough. what you mean.
0: It's 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 a it's a tough balance, but my my shout out relating to Pop is uh, a really funny quote he had. You know, just be. I I'm not sure. I apologize. I don't know the exact reporter that was talking to him about this, but just asking him about, you know, how great it was being a head coach in the NBA, and, and it was on. You know, it was a funny video of Pop kind of talking through, like, oh, I mean, it's the, you know, it's the best thing in the world. Like, I get paid to be a coach. I got flown on a chartered flight and didn't pay for it. I had food and snacks on the flight. I didn't pay for them. I got taken to a five-star hotel. I didn't pay a (laughs) dollar. And then, you know, just to come and, like, and now I have to go buy myself lunch. You know, it's just... It's just the worst part of my day. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's funny that at least he. It was funny to hear him acknowledge just like how lucky he is to be in the situation he's in, and uh, you know, it's it's sad to hear mm. now the the terrible news that came out today. But shout out to Pop.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Richard Dyke just saying that, according to Turner Sports source, Al Force gave LeBron James a heads up prior to the the Popovich question, but. Mm.
0: Well, I, don't,
1: that, I don't know. I mean, that's still kind of like, mm, do you really, like, hey, heads up, like, can we get you? I mean, maybe he's like, yeah, I'd like to. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know what that is, but it's just. Not to really say, yeah, there was any bad intentions with it. It just kind of feels weird. Just the grief and just like that kind of stuff. Like, handling news like that. I don't know the. I don't know if there is a anyone's, you know, there is a truly right way to go about it, but I I just feel like it should kind of be a little, like just be have a natural feel to it more than like this forced. You know, just to get people on record with quotes on it. Right.
0: No, I hear you, man. Uh, do you have any do you have any shoutouts? This I don't week? really
1: think so. Nothing Nothing really big this week as far as shout-outs go. Um, yeah, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't have any. I went to an April baseball hey, that, game yesterday. That... It was cold as balls. I don't recommend
0: oh, it. You went to a Sox game yesterday? No,
1: I went to a Cubs game. But mm. luckily, for some reason, someone at Wrigley, the TV right above our seats had the Bucks game on, so that was pretty nice. And then Ooh. they turned it off, and then I was asked if we could leave because I was still cold, but... Without the Bucks game on, it didn't make sense to continue to freeze my balls off. So I wanted to be able to be warm and uh, also uh, watch
0: basketball. Watch
1: Giannis and get triggered by the Bucks performance. Also, shout out to the word bitch ass. Actually, that's gonna be my my shout out this week. Gene Justice Winslow calling.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say.
1: Calling Ben Simmons bitch his name, bitch ass to him. Paul George needs to to Joel Ingles. Shout out to the term bitch ass.
0: Yeah, a uh, very infrequently used slur. I like it. Bitch it's ass, a good one. Yeah. Definitely not going to make you feel good if you're being called that, but
1: also not a shout out. And I'm not going to play the clip of it, but I discovered this f- crazy little girl named Little Tay. Okay. And when I was making my comments last week about kids doing you know dancing, doing stuff like that, it's uh fun and gets me going, like this one doesn't, so this may be an anti shout out. Do you wanna hear like a two second clip of it? Sure. There's a lot of cussing. And this is a nine year old. Uh, Everyone this is fucking it's weird. I'm confused and this is a part of the internet I don't know if I wanna be a part of.
0: Yeah, that's being all shouted broke up. Ass haters, you are only doing it like Lil Tay. This is why all y'all fucking haters hate me, bitch. This shit cost me two hundred thousand. I'm only nine years old. I ain't got no license, but I still drive this sports car, bitch. Your favorite rapper ain't even doing it like Lil Tay.
1: <laughs> this is a oh, demon child. My. Although, shout out to the tweet that I saw it under. Because she's holding cash and, like, walking up to this car or whatever, and just the person, it's at J underscore Ezz or something. Uh, goes, on my mama, I'd rob her. No hesitation. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, I don't really know what to say about that. I'm, yeah, it's I'm something. For it's, you,
1: speaking of unsettling things, like, it's just like, what the fuck is. I guess she's fighting. She had a little beef with the, uh. Uh, take me outside, girl, whatever.
0: Uh, of course. So, as one does. Welcome
1: to yeah.
0: Um, that's great. Yeah, that's a good way to close the show out. You you definitely had some shout outs. You just had to think about it a little
1: bit. I just kind of naturally just make some up. There's always something to shout out. Um. Oh, shout out Beyonce's Coachella performance too.
0: That's definitely worth a shout out as well. I actually I, I work with a girl that's uh, heading to Coachella this weekend.
1: She got all her sundresses, crop tops, and hippie. And she, she got all her heads, fashion lined up.
0: It does seem as though she is. Uh, she's definitely in she comments. That oh, is she, she on going. Instagram? I think so.
1: Is that one of the requirements to get a Coachella ticket? You have to have a, a, an active Instagram account.
0: I think that you have to put that in in order to purchase the ticket.
1: Yeah. That's how you sign in.
0: Yeah. I think you have to buy the ticket through Instagram.
1: That makes sense.
0: (laughs) All checks out. Shouts,
1: shouts, shouts Instagram.
0: All right, let's, let's close up shop. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, check us out on, uh, on Twitter. We'll, uh, we'll definitely be paying attention to any critiques as far as, you know, knowing the playoff matchups. That would, you know, warranted, But if you have any, We'll remember them us, all for next time. Yes, we will. Uh, probably because there will be less of them by the time. Allegedly. Less of them that we need to remember. But, uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter. Check us out at Uh Leave us a comment on iTunes or Stitcher. Talk to all.